I think ultimately it helps to build confidence, which to me, I would say confidence is just trusting yourself. So being like, oh, I, I can do this. I, you know, I'm fine. I can learn new things. I can do things on my own. So in that way, trying new things to me builds confidence. Welcome to the Level Up Growth Podcast, the podcast where you can learn ways to take your personal development and growth a step further so that you can be the person you want to be and have the life you want to have. I'm Grace, a naturopathic doctor. And I'm Kelsey, a registered clinical counselor. We've both been on and continue to be on our own personal growth journeys. And on this show, we'll explore a range of topics that we can all use to level up our minds, bodies, emotions, and spirit. So let's get started on today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Level Up Growth Podcast. We're excited you're back to listen to us once again. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about trying new things, mm-hmm. which is quite a vague, broad statement, but we'll be touching on a few points. So we'll talk about why we think it's important to try new things, what being in your comfort zone can feel like, and then ways that maybe you could motivate or strategies encourage yourself to be able to try new things because the first step is always the hardest yeah totally I'm excited to talk about this so I'm just gonna start off by talking about a story yeah do it okay so I have never been a big sports watching fan like I like to watch sports live I've always enjoyed that super fun and get into it with the crowd but definitely not on tv and (laughs) My partner is really into like women's basketball and so like WNBA and right now, so the day we're recording this is the day of the NCAA March Madness women's finals (laughs) and oh my God. So I started watching kind of a few weeks ago, kind of the beginning of the tournament and then was like, Hey, whatever, like this is fine. Like I'm watching in support with, you know, a bunch of friends. And then we were watching the, the final four games, like the final four on Friday. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. This is so intense. Oh my God. Like totally, totally into it. And then today with the fight, this was the most intense thing I've ever felt in my life. And it was watching sports. <laughs> Wow, that is such a bold statement. <laughs> it's wild. And then, of course, the team that we all wanted to win lost. So it was also very, very sad. Very emotional, like emotional roller coaster. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and like, and also, like, I didn't care before. And I was just like, no, I'm just going to watch because it'll be fun. And like, it's something we're all doing together. And and then I was like, no, no, I think I actually want to keep watching the women's basketball particularly amazing which I think is really cool because if you weren't with your partner maybe you would have never watched that right yeah or if I wasn't like in the past I've had partners who have watched certain sports and I'm like like I'll kind of maybe like I don't mind if it's on the background whatever like I'm gonna do my own thing I'll just like I'll sit here and read or play on my phone or whatever and so rarely have I actually unless I'm like bandwagoning a team in a final, but like typically I was never, and even then I'm not like, oh, I'm going to watch all the sports after, but I was like, no, I'm actually going to, you know, try this out and see what it's like to, you know, enjoy the sport. And you loved it. 
And I loved it. And I would never have otherwise. Yeah. And you probably didn't expect that you would actually like it because no. you had previous experiences where you were like, oh, it was just meh. <laughs> Correct. My expectations were super low. And I was kind of like, because we've talked about, you know, doing some road trips down to Seattle, see some WNBA games this summer. And I was just like, yeah, like that will be fun because it's live sports and I'm sure I'll enjoy. I'm not like, mm, no, I think I'm actually going to be really, really into this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah. That's so great. And then are you more apt to try other sports then or like even play more sports mm. because of this experience, Kelsey? Like has it, will it transfer over to other aspects or in mm. other ways, do you think? Yeah, it's interesting. Potentially, I would get into watching other sports. I think it depends on maybe on the sport, but like it's so hard to say because I also would have not said, oh yeah, I'll get really into basketball. So, you know, like- of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say yes, there is probably more of a potential for me. I think women's sports in particular is just so much more exciting than men's sports. Agree. <laughs> yeah, right? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then as far as trying other sports, I mean, I think I am open to trying different sports. I think it can be really fun. I don't know if there's anything in particular that I'm like, ooh, I would like to try that sport at this moment. Actually, it's not true. So <laughs> What about pickleball? I, oh, That's all the rage. Oh my and god, I'm everybody really into I, it as of late. <laughs> okay, so. that's so funny. One of my really good friends is like loves pickleball and has played for a couple of years and just like so so into it. So, so yeah. into it. And it's really blown up. And then I yeah, I started playing it. And I was like, what is this? This is so silly looking, but it's actually so fun, not incredibly demanding. And yeah, and I was again to try that, which is kind of like these things that we're talking about, sports and these new activities. Maybe when you're in a group supported by someone, it's a lot easier to try these things. Um, mm -hmm. But when you're by yourself and you go into, say, it's still an activity, like a group fitness class, that is way more intimidating. So I probably wouldn't have just gone to a pickleball league and just played by myself or with a random partner. But because I had friends that played it or my partner, I was way more apt to try it and ended up liking it. And now I probably will go play by myself. <laughs> Mm hmm. Yeah, isn't that cool? Like, and I think that is definitely helpful if you have someone else to try it with. So the other thing that I was like, oh, I could I would be interested in trying that is like climbing or bouldering because, you know, you can go to the, the indoor walls, right? And just do that. And oh, it God. looks super fun, but I don't have anybody to try it with. And so that has always been like the thing that's holding me back. But then we we're watching the movie Free Solo. Not that I would ever want to do a free solo. That is yeah. terrifying. But just the whole idea of like, hey, this could like this could be like a fun activity to climb. But yeah, so I mean, maybe that's something I'll try this year. Who knows? Wow, Kelsey, I'll go with you. Really? <laughs> my partner loves climbing. He climbs all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. So okay. personally, I am, <laughs> I'm not really into it mostly because I'm too weak to actually do anything. And then your forearms get so tight, but I'll definitely go with you because it's fun to just do an activity with people. Totally. So yeah, I, I would. <laughs> okay. That would be one way to encourage people to try something new. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, and I'm this a is a really good point. Yes, it's like if you, you do something with a friend is definitely, or your partner or whoever, just definitely so much easier. I did, back before the pandemic, my friend asked me to come to a pole dancing class with her. And I was like, this cool. is when I lived in Toronto. And I was like, that's a bit extreme for me, but sure. And it was so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Pole dancing, great workout. Yeah, that's actually so funny because my friend and I are also planning on doing that. So I think for me, trying new things is always quite fun, mostly because I usually can have someone to do it with. And then when I want to do something really badly, but I don't have anyone to do it with, 
you know, when you get that weird, not that weird, but that uncomfortable feeling like that queasiness in that, oh, this is so uncomfortable and so embarrassing. I'm just like, okay, just go do it. <laughs> just go and do it. And then you can always leave. There's always a way out. You could leave in the middle of, say, if it's a class, you can leave in the middle of whatever. And just mm -hmm. there's no consequence because literally no one knows you. And yet you hear you are embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think by doing things lots with friends to begin with, you start to create this confidence that you can go and do these things on your own without people, which is great because then you can do on things on your own schedule without kind of having to plan around others. Yeah, totally. Um, what do you think some of the benefits are of, of actually trying new things? I think ultimately it helps to build confidence, which to me, I would say confidence is trusting yourself. So being like, oh, I, I can do this. I, you know, I'm fine. I can learn new things. I can do things on my own. So in that way, trying new things to me builds confidence and confidence ultimately makes us more open to experiences, more confident in our actions, maybe more confident in the values that we are trying to create. And most people, I would say, if not all. Well, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but most people would probably say they want to be more confident people. And I think that's one way to build that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, I what think do you another think the benefits are? Yeah, yeah. I think another great benefit is like as adults, it's really hard for us to make friends. But if we go try new things, especially if there are things like classes or, you know, just with different people, that is an opportunity to maybe create some connections with people who you, you haven't normally hung out with or, you know, to make those new friends. Yeah, mm -hmm. which I think is so helpful, right? So helpful. And maybe you wouldn't have, yeah, ever met those people in your daily life because your circle is so small, typically on a day-to-day -day basis. It helps to build community that way. But it's still intimidating in the beginning. And maybe the worst thing that happens is you don't connect with anyone, which is also fine. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because like you said, you get the other benefits like confidence out of it, right? So it's not yeah. like you haven't gotten anything from the experience. I also think it's really a great way to be comfortable with uncomfortable feelings, right? Because everybody feels uncomfortable when they're doing something. You know, it kind of ties into what we're talking about imposter syndrome, right? It's so uncomfortable to do something new and you're going to probably not be great at it the first time. And the only way to get comfortable with uncomfortable feelings is to put yourself in those situations. Yeah. And kind of like a muscle, if you, you put yourself in those situations often or more often, it becomes easier to get over that hump, that swallow that embarrassingness or that self-consciousness that often comes with new situations or uncomfortable feelings. Because if you only do new things or put yourself in an uncomfortable state, say once a year, that that barrier to actually do that is so high but if you do it on a relatively mm, relatively regular basis it can become much lower much less intimidating which ultimately is like a feed forward cycle right you're just more apt to try new things mm -hmm. my partner always says he coined this term i think but i don't actually know he he's like suffer often suffer less in the sense that like we talk about more so in 
it was used in the context initially of a long bike ride. So he was like, if I bike in the rain or I'm going for a long ride and I do it, you know, twice a week, three times a week, ultimately I will suffer less. So I'll have right. less self-doubt, less, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But in that moment, it sucks, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. And that I think concept can be applied to a lot of different areas. Hmm. So how do you think we can be comfortable in those moments with the uncomfortable feelings? Oh, well, I think for myself, <laughs> I'll always fall back to, okay, common humanity. Everyone was a beginner at one point. Everyone feels embarrassed or has felt embarrassed doing whatever we're doing at one point. So just knowing that those things like that common humanity, most people are, are much more worried about themselves, how they are being perceived rather than how they're perceiving you, right? It's mm -hmm. something to keep in mind. I know that knowing those things and actually believing them and letting them kind of power you through that uncomfortableness is a very different thing. But those are the things that help me. Yeah, I totally. We all have this idea that everybody is paying so much attention to us, but we're paying attention to ourselves. But that means everybody else is paying attention to themselves. Like this, the idea yeah. that anybody's noticing anything about you is kind of hilarious because you're probably not noticing most things about other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And and often, even if you if you are noticing things about other people, you probably aren't noticing them in a malicious or a very judgmental way because everyone is kind of putting themselves out there, right? And the people that are very, you know, seasoned and they've done these things multiple times, they also, I mean, you would hope they remember that everyone starts somewhere. So they, they're not judging anyone. Mm -hmm. Actually, most, most often I find that people who are seasoned, if they're kind of in the vicinity of you trying something new, they are helpful and want mm -hmm. to, you know, help you progress. They don't, you know, they're not judging you. They're doing the exact opposite because they remember being there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if people are judging you, it's like, that's, that's their problem, <laughs> which again, I know it's so easy to say, but the more you kind of reiterate these, basically these truths over and over again to yourself, the more easy it is to kind of really believe them and then let that power your actions. Mm -hmm. I also find that being really curious about what I'm feeling is really, really helpful. It's not just like, oh, having the feeling and I'm like, want to run away with from it. Like, of course, that mm -hmm. is, there's always the impulse to want to run away from the, the uncomfortable feelings. But being, just taking a moment to be like, oh, that's so interesting that this particular thing is giving me this much anxiety or this much stress or that, you know, I'm feeling whatever feeling in my body because of it. And just be, taking a moment to notice the feeling itself in the body and then naming it and then being like, oh, that's so, so interesting. I think for me, framing it that way as, as an interesting feeling as opposed to a yucky or terrible feeling helps me continue to do the uncomfortable things. Yeah, I definitely agree. So create that separation between the feeling and then yourself as well as, yeah, approaching with curiosity. And that can be applied to other things too, right? Not just to trying new things. It's like daily life, what you experience being like, why do I feel this way? Like, what is making me feel this way? What is this trying to tell me? Yeah. Naming that is really nice. Mm -hmm. What emotions often come up for you when you're trying something new? I would say most often anxiety, right? Just that, yeah. oh my God, like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. What if X goes wrong or, you know, yeah, just that feeling. And often it's mixed in with excitement. Like there's that excitement about doing something new and also the anxiety about it. And, you know, what's the difference between excitement and anxiety as far as like the feeling in our bodies go? 
they're the same yeah, <laughs> or they right. can be the same. They're, yeah. I mean, they're so similar that they're pretty much the same. And usually it's just our thoughts about the situation that dictate, you know, if you're one way or the mm-hmm. other, right. And which I think where the curiosity comes in. But if you notice that like, yeah, often when we are, when we're trying something new, we're excited about it and anxious about it. Right. Because it's so mm-hmm. similar. Yeah. And in that same way, it just kind of reinforces that anxiety is not a bad feeling. It's just something that's there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So do you have any tips for people to help them try new things? Aside from what we already talked about. So recognizing those feelings, naming them, creating separation, knowing the benefits of how this might help you become, you know, the person you want to be. Is there anything else that you would suggest to people? Um, so I think another great thing is something we talked about a lot, which is that idea of values or using values as part of the motivation to do things. Like what is important to you about trying this new thing? So if we want to use like the basketball example for me, the the only important thing, honestly, was like the idea of connection and community, right? So I get to do it with my partner and some friends and it would be fun for that reason. Um, And that was definitely enough of a motivating factor. This was a very low stakes thing. I didn't really have an anxiety, but I was just kind of like indifferent about it. And so, but you know, tying that in is like that that kind of thing is really important to me. And then in the past, and I know for me, a, a value that comes up a lot, past and current, is adventure. Adventure is super important to me. And so that means you, if you want to be a, be adventurous, you are really going to step out of your comfort zone a lot, right? Because that is kind of inherent in adventure. So yeah, mm-hmm. but I just think in general, okay, why is this important to you? What is the value that this has tied to you? Because if you can't find a value that it is, you're there is no motivation to try it. You know, what's the point of working through these uncomfortable feelings if you don't know the purpose? There has to be some end result yeah. other than just the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the values, I think I yeah, I definitely agree with you to find stronger source of of motivation or whatever. You can ask that classic five whys, right? Why do you want to do this? Oh, I want to do this because I think it's a useful skill. Well, why do you think it's a useful skill? Oh, I think it'll help me communicate better with others, whatever that, whatever the activity is, you know, and keep doing that. And even writing that down so you can be really honest with yourself, because sometimes when we think it in our heads, we can fudge around a bit. (laughs) But when we write it, it's there and it's very solidified. That can help because it really makes it much more concrete, that strong source of motivation as to why you're trying new things or making a change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else that helps motivate you? I think just not, uh, well, for me, I try to identify myself as an open person. So if I identify as an open person, I want to be open to experiences mm-hmm. and trying new things. And I know that's not a value or an identity for everyone. So of course, not everyone can use that, but it's definitely something I, one, admire in others and is a way that I want to act. So again, back to the values. <laughs> if my identity is kind of, there's that openness or curiosity rooted in that, in the identity of the values, then yeah, I want to do these things because my ideal self would be someone doing these things, would be someone who puts himself in uncomfortable situations or would be someone who wants to, learn a diverse range of skills, Mm -hmm. not for anything like to further my career, you know, do all these things more so because that's the point of life, isn't it? Well, to me, right? Like it's to be curious about the world, to learn new things, try new things. Because if you do the same things over and over again, it becomes very monotonous. And 
it, you can get really comfortable doing that, right? Because things feel good. You know what to expect. Well, at the same time, I get lots of FOMO or fear of missing out. So I'm like, mm. I have to do these things. <laughs> yeah. But I think also that because that ties into your values of being open. And I, I mean, I would say very similar for me, right? I, I am also, I like to think of myself as open and I like to try something at least once, you know, mm. like if I don't like it, that's fine. But why wouldn't I want try it at least. Try yeah. it. Yeah. And then a part of that too is if you try it and you don't like it, I always ask, okay, do I not like it because I truly don't like it or because I'm bad at it? Because those are very mm-hmm. different things. And I think the the immediate thing is to say, oh, I hate it because I'm bad at it. I just suck at it. So I don't want to do it because it's discouraging. But another part of trying new things is that you are a beginner. You literally cannot get any worse. So why don't you just keep doing it? Because you can only go up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, I guess you could get worse, but that to me is so motivating and so positive because you can also see a lot of progress as a beginner. So if you're trying to learn, example, pottery, going back to art, you see a lot of progress because you have nothing. You have no foundation. <laughs> so the rate at which you progress has the potential to be so quick and fast. But when you've put in many hours, the rate at which you progress is very, very slow. And sure, maybe you're experienced and you feel comfortable doing it, but it's maybe not as motivating because you're not seeing progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. Again, the overlap with imposter syndrome, right? When we try something new, we aren't good at it. Typically, I'm like, I don't know, you could be a protege at something that you didn't know until you tried it. But but that's so rare, right? So most of the time we're trying something, we're not good at it. And you're right. Do we not like it because that it kind of sucks not to be good at something at first? Or is it because we really don't like the thing? I think establishing that. And once you know that you can decide whether you want to keep doing the thing or not. If you really don't like it, hey, again, trying it once is fine. We don't have to like everything we try. Mm -hmm. And those that are listening, just because Kelsey and I value being curious or being Mm -hmm. open to experiences does not mean that that has to be a value for you because everyone's values are different. Values are not things that you think you should do or that you should have or traits or qualities that are imposed on you. It's things that you choose because they're important to you because you want to be this type of way. So Mm -hmm. if being open is not important to you, and you listen to this podcast, it doesn't mean that it should start being important to you. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good point. We're talking about our values as specific examples, but going through your own values. And if you decide you want to try new things, tying them to specific values you have, right? And I mean, we've kind of mentioned values before are very, there's lots of lists. There are, you know, so many different values you can have. So just finding the ones that align best for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agree say what types of new things could listeners try what do you think I mean I think most often uh activities usually so I think about pottery because it's something that I tried this year and I Mm -hmm. loved it but obviously that requires some financial investment think about I joined a cycling club and I haven't cycled in groups before so that's something new that I'm doing Last year, I started boxing, met a bunch of people. It was really great, really good community. So yeah, I think a lot about inactivities. And I'm also trying to learn Mandarin this year or Mm -hmm. having one-on-one lessons. But in terms of other things that immediately come to mind, it could literally be anything. It could be, I'm going to try 
going for a walk after work instead of watching TV. As simple as that. It doesn't have to be something really extravagant or strenuous. It could just be a change in your daily routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point, right? There's so many different types, definitely classes or groups like that. I think especially people who maybe are on a personal growth journey, again, depending on your personality and lots of your values might differ, but I think those are kind of go-tos. It's like, yeah, I'll try this class. I'll try learning this skill, or maybe I'll join this sports team, even though I haven't played the sport much before. Great things to try. Trying new food as well can be super fun, right? Mm-hmm. If you, just, Especially if you're kind of dipping your toes into trying new things. It's a pretty easy, low consequence way. Worst thing that's going to happen is you didn't like the food. You never have to order it again. Or especially if you're going in a group where maybe someone else has eaten the food before and, and then, you know, default, they'll eat the food if you don't like it. Yeah. I'm yeah. a really big foodie. So I, I'm not always because food is a default. I also think solo travel can be really, depending on where you are in your personal growth journey, can be really, really helpful and impactful on your life. I know when I did my first solo trip, um, I was in my early 30s and it was absolutely amazing. And I'm so, so glad that I did it. And I know a lot of people who have done, who especially after their first solo trip were like, wow, this is, you know, it really does make you more confident because you are literally going to be in your comfort zone, especially if you're a people person. But I think in general, you're going to be outside your comfort zone for the most part of that trip which is cool. Super cool. Yeah, I definitely agree. I did solo backpacking when I finished university and it was so great, mostly because you get to meet a lot of new people that are also solo traveling. So it helps you meet others, which is uncomfortable, but you're not meeting others that usually that are paired up or, you know, in big groups, which can be even more intimidating. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you also, again, it builds that confidence. Hey, I can navigate in a country where I don't know the language or I can navigate and, you know, be self-sufficient in all these different aspects, which again, builds confidence because later on you can look back and say, Hey, I actually have evidence that I can do these things. Instead of just saying that I can do this, I can do this, but there's no like proof or whatnot. Yeah. I'm curious, is there anything that you are that you haven't tried yet that you're maybe planning on trying this year still that you're really excited about? That I'm really excited about. <laughs> I don't know. I feel excited day to day. I have oh, two good. modes of I can be excited day to day or I can be I can feel nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> right now I'm in my excited phase, but last week I was in my feel nothing phase. So <laughs> it comes in waves like most things. I am planning to do a two-week pole dancing trial with one of my friends. We're just planning to do it when we can when we can both commit to actually doing the full two weeks. Otherwise, it's kind of not worth it. And then, yeah, the cycling club just started so oh, awesome. because it's April. So I will start doing that. Today's ride was canceled, but it will go again next Sunday. Yeah, those are the two things that are kind of on my mind as of late, I mean, I started painting the paint by numbers. <laughs> that was definitely new for me. And I love it. It's so great. But that I guess, with trying new things, there's also, you know, things that are new to you, but aren't incredibly uncomfortable. So mm. things like painting, like I'm, I'm painting at home. No one's seeing this. I'm not, you know, showing I'm not selling it or like, entering this into an art gallery or like a show. So the degree of uncomfortableness is very low. So yes, that still counts as trying something new, 
but perhaps you would get less benefit from that. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. I think that's, especially if someone's listening and they're not used to stepping out of their comfort zone, like maybe they don't try a lot of new things, trying something really right. low risk actually would be right. a great way to start. Yeah. Like what can you do maybe at home or maybe a, a group of close friends where you're a little bit out of your comfort zone. It's a little bit uncomfortable if, if at all, but it is something that can help you on that way to doing more of the, the other things that maybe you would like to try or on your bucket list to try, but seem really, really far off in the distance right now. Yeah, actually, that's a great point. I just dismissed it, but I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. It's low risk. It's kind of in your house. It's guided, mm -hmm. right? It's like not no guarantee of failing, but you know, there is guidance and support through it. It's still something new and there's no, there's no pressure. I had a patient this past week who actually, it reminded me of her because she made art and she just entered it into a gallery for mm. showing. And I was oh. like, wow, that's so amazing because you put yourself in a really vulnerable place when you are allowing someone else to judge you. And she mm -hmm. was very nervous about it. And that is trying something new. Like you have made yourself so vulnerable mm -hmm. uh, to other people's judgments or to critique or whatever. Mm hmm. Hey, I would argue that I've, I've hosted podcasts before, but this is your first time hosting and that is something new and probably but outside oh, of your true. comfort zone first. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. <laughs> I need you around so you can point these things out. Just like <laughs> art last time. I even think about playing music. I was like, that's art. <laughs> so I need you around to point these things out, Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, but again, I guess, well, I think I need to change this in myself perhaps because I'm like, yes, it is something new, but I'm still in my home. Yes, we're uploading it to the world mm -hmm. per se. So it's visible for everyone and everyone to critique and judge, but it still feels a little bit separated because no one's seeing, like, it's not a video podcast, right? Right. I mean, but it could be. Yes, I will. <laughs> it could be. I will acknowledge this is new for me and I am learning during the whole process and it's great yeah yeah I think that's the other thing yeah, we can get out of it is knowledge right we get very least learn mm -hmm. about ourselves if not about other things yeah yeah exactly and then even I think the first time that we ever record a podcast I was like oh what do I say what do am I saying like too much am I mm. you know am I saying I'm a lot or hesitating do I have any knowledge to give <laughs> who am I that imposter right because when do you get to call yourself or yeah, when you get to call yourself an expert, which I definitely don't think I am, nor do I think many people are. But anyways, yeah, I felt that a lot more the first episode that we recorded and now it's gotten better. So it's cool again to see that ease slowly come in the same way that if you did pottery, you know nothing. And after two classes, you know a little tiny bit. <laughs> and that is literally growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's literally growth. And now I've leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my God. Yeah. See, the thing that I'm most excited about for this year is camping. I'm really, really excited to go camping. That is very far outside my comfort zone. I've never gone. It, when I was growing up, my mom said her her idea was camp, of camping was going to the Holiday Inn. And so I really grew up with that. As, despite the fact that my dad took my older siblings camping when they were young, but different moms. Anyways, I, <laughs> so for me, and then when it was kind of offered when I was in my 20s, I was like, no. My idea of camping is the Holiday Inn. And now I'm in my 30s and I'm like, 
Ooh, yeah, actually, that sounds super fun. I like nature. Let's go. Let's go to camp in the outdoors. Love it. That's so great. Camping's amazing. Yeah. And well, maybe you'll hate it. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? And here's the thing. It. Maybe, maybe I will hate it. I definitely yeah. feel the first time I will be nervous, right? Like I think it'll be outside my comfort zone and I think that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's okay. And great. And if you hate it, you don't have to go again. And if you love it, you get to go. You have so many years to go multiple times. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the great thing about trying new things is you get the exposure to this new thing, whatever it may be. Yeah, exactly. Which is so cool. Grace, do you have any final thoughts? I don't think so, but I would love to hear what everyone else is trying this year. Maybe you've written down your New Year's resolutions in January about things that you want to do or accomplish or try this year. And we would love to hear about those things. We'd love to hear if you have any recurring thoughts about or feelings that happen whenever you try something new, what mm -hmm. your fears about trying something new is, and do you think it's valuable? Do you think it's stupid? Is openness of value to you? Everything. We want to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Please connect with us. I think that'd be very great. All right, everybody. Thanks okay, so much everyone. for tuning in this week. And we will chat with you again next week. Thank you so much again for listening to today's episode. Make sure to connect with us on social media with your takeaways from the show, any questions you may have, and let us know what topics you're interested in. Your support means so much to us, so please subscribe to the show, rate, and review if you enjoy it. We'll talk to you next week on Level Up Growth.